welcome to Ohanga. My name is Nick Johnson, and today I'll be speaking with Kelly Jarvis. Hey there. All right. Thanks for taking the time to speak with us today, Kelly. And we got a list of questions here for you. The first of which is, what kind of art do you do? Um, I do silversmithing or metalsmithing. It's called a lot of different things. Um, it's also called, to me, it's wearable art. Um, so it's one of a kind, natural stone and sterling silver jewelry. Awesome, very cool. And how did you get involved with this kind of um, art? My roots in jewelry making are actually bead weaving and bead stringing and um, like chain making. And I got involved in that when I was young, like around 12 or 13, my mother, who was a fantastic artist, she was a painter and a musician and she could sew, she could do anything. She taught me how to um, string semi-precious stones and uh, pearl knotting and all sorts of techniques. And I was super into it when I was a kid. I was very artistic. I liked drawing and pottery. And so I kind of tried a little bit of everything, but I found that the jewelry making was, there were so many possibilities. Possibilities are endless. Um, and from there, I taught myself every other technique that I know today through books, videos, and just trial and error. I do love working with natural stones and sterling silver the best. I feel like this is what I was born to do. And I guess that kind of leads into the next question here. Is there any particular person that influenced your artistic pursuit? Well, my, really my mother and my grandmother, my, my mother and my grandmother, my whole mother's side of the family were very artistic. They, they did so many different things, painting, um, music, piano, um, everything was art to them. So, and also my husband, because I've been making jewelry in some form since I met him. And that was about 30 years ago. Um, and he really is my number one fan saying, go for it, do it, you know, so pretty much that's it. And me, I guess, I guess, I guess the act of doing it. Yeah, that's fantastic. So is it, um, would it be safe to say then that you've kind of been around people that have encouraged you to um, pursue art artistic endeavors your whole life? Because it sounded like, you know, Absolutely. you were born and raised in that home. And then, you know, with your husband now, it sounds like you've had a very supportive group throughout this journey. Definitely. It's important to have that support system. And it really leading, is. Mm -hmm. And leading uh, to the next question here, what would you say motivates or inspires your art? Um, well, nature, obviously, everything I use comes from nature, this um, natural stones, semi-precious stones. Um, I use sea glass, that comes from nature, inevitably. Um, the silver, the, the um, metal alloys I use all come from nature. So really nature is a big part of my life. I live near the beach. I like to walk in the woods, uh, you know, nature is most of what we see 
every day for our entire lives. So it's obviously, it's gonna um, motivate you, I think, no matter who you are in some aspect of your life. Um, and also the act of doing what I do motivates me. So the more I do, the next thing I make motivates me to do another thing or another thing and so on and so forth. It gives me a new idea or a new way to do something. So that really motivates me a lot. And music, obviously. Music is so important to me. I have it in, on in my daily life from almost the day, moment I get up to the moment I go to sleep. And I never really make anything. I never make the same thing twice. So that kind of motivate, motivates me too. I don't want to do the same puzzle every day over and over again. So being, being um, I kind of fly by the seat of my pants and that, that's kind of what motivates me. Alongside nature being in um, a motivator for you, I'm just curious, would you care to elaborate a little bit more on how music specifically um, influences your art? Like, is there a certain, if you're feeling like making a certain piece, is there a certain genre or go-to artist that, you know, you'll throw on your headphones before you start working or how does that uh, work for you? Um, yeah, sometimes it's a certain genre or artist, but really I'm all over the place with music. I have bluegrass, I have reggae, I have rock and roll, I have all kinds of different um, music. I, I have a, a, I call it the chick, the chick list. My, my, my girly radio station is really the one cause it kind of, maybe it's the lyrics, um, the motivate, the motivation of, being a woman and never giving up. I really like so many different kinds of music and it all motivates me. Bob Marley motivates me a lot too. Now, that's second to my chick mix. <laughs> Those are a good top two to have for sure. Yeah, definitely. And the next question here is what themes do you think emerge from your art and why do these particular themes emerge? One thing that, that really I get a lot from my customers, I, they say to me, I, I love this sea glass ring that you made for me. I wear it every day and I get so many compliments and it makes me feel so good. So I guess that's what really I'm about. I want to make people feel good. And that's what people feel when they wear a piece of my jewelry. And also, I guess it's nature too, because I do have a lot of floral motifs. I make little tiny flowers and sort of put them on asymmetrically somewhere um, that I really love. I, I do a whole series of different ones. So it's, I guess, mostly nature, the beach. Um, and, and the stones really, because the stones are what shine. The jewelry is really about the natural stone and what and the beauty of it and the settings that I make to set them in are really just enhancing the stone's beauty and it's really amazing to see the stone on its own and then the finished product of the stone inside its setting you know on somebody's finger or on somebody's neck and I all the time see people with a ring I made or something I made and I 
And I think to myself, wow, that ring is so pretty. And then as I get closer, I realize I made it. And it always, it still amazes me that I made that. It's know? just always amazing to me. And uh, the next question here is, how do you personally deal with the stereotype of the struggling artist? Um, I, I really, I honestly, I don't really think about that very much. I guess I think about it more as I'm in an artist, when, when, I, when that comes up, stereotype about struggling artists, I think it's more of a, like I'm in a rut, but I just tell myself to keep going. And I usually, when, you, when you're in a rut, you tell yourself to keep going and all of a sudden, something crazy happens and something great happens and you, you invent something new or you, you know, something amazing always emerges. So for me, I think that that struggle is part of the end result of your art. I think without that, your art isn't going to be as interpreted as it is. And um, the next question is a related one. What obstacles have you faced in the pursuit of your art? Um, mostly the obstacles, unfortunately, are, are monetary, really. I mean, balancing the costs of business, materials, tools, um, keeping your display updated, and that kind of website, marketing, all that kind of stuff. I think all artists fall short when it comes to certain parts of being an artist and if you're uh, full-time or part-time selling you know artists selling your your stuff it's the bookkeeping and the and the you know the business work involved so that's kind of where I struggle I feel I've been selling my jewelry for over 20 years and I think I've kind of overcome that now the bookkeeping and all that I can but I just do the minimal, minimal amount because it's not as fun as making product. Um, but also my husband helps me with that, which is really nice because he likes doing that stuff. And also balancing making and selling and making enough to keep a stocked art market booth which is generally where I sell. I, I don't do too many stores. I think I have three now, including you guys, um, because I like to be the one to sell it to somebody. I like to meet them and, you know, then they become longtime customers, you know, and it's also my social, that's my social time because I'm home all week working on jewelry. So I'm home alone a lot all week. And then weekends I'm out that's kind of my social outlet. So um, really those are the biggest obstacles are the website and marketing and business stuff. Yeah, I'm sure striking a balance is certainly difficult. But I always tell myself, I'd rather do this for a living than have all kinds of random stuff. Like I'm not a big stuff person. I don't go shopping and buy non-essential things really i don't have a need for that stuff because i'd rather do this this for a living 
Can you describe your workspace a little bit? Is it typically neat or messy? What kind of tools or lighting setups? Are there any sounds or smells? I know we talked about music a little bit already. Um, just yep. a general description of your typical workspace. Well, there's always music. Sometimes I, I, I work in silence, but not very often. I'm in there pretty much Monday through Friday, eight to four or nine to whatever, whenever I get in there to whenever I leave, but generally around seven or eight hours. So it's very well lit. Um, I have a bird feeder in the window, which is really cool. And my cats always sit there and watch the birds. So that's always fun. Let's see what else. Well, my, I'm pretty, I'm a neat, clean person. I like everything to be kind of streamlined, but silversmithing is a messy job. So it gets pretty dirty. It's in, it's in good order. I have a lot of hammers and all my tools hanging around, but, um, but I'm constantly changing it around and cleaning it. And that gives me inspiration, actually. Like when I'm in a rut, and I'm, you know, I start melting everything or I'm, you know, just not having a good day. I stop, I clean the whole place, rearrange a little bit. And then when I sit down to go back to work, I'm right on, I'm like back on focus. Um, and that inspires me with, for new ideas. And it's a private space to me. I don't like a lot of people coming in there. It's almost like inviting someone into your bedroom. It's weird. Um, I actually had somebody come by, I'm doing a video. I'm doing a bunch of videos on how, how it's made or how I make things. Um, so I had a friend of ours come in. My husband's a musician and he's, this guy's in his band and he's also really good with video and um, uh, photography. So he, he came in and it was really strange to have some, someone else in my studio besides my husband or my cats. Um, it was strange to have somebody in there because I feel like it's very private. It's my space, you know? Is, what is the ultimate goal for your art? What do you want it to be or mean uh, to the audience that is either consuming it or looking at it? Well, I want people to appreciate it, how it's made from beginning to end. That's, that's kind of really important to me, I think. And I don't think the average person understands how much time and work and energy go into making anything really. And I just really want it to sustain me and my husband, you know, my family for a happy life and, and a free life. I want to be able to just do this for a living until I, my hands don't work anymore. <laughs> and have it sustain me, be able to pay my bills and, you know, go on a vacation once a year and have a nice life. Nothing fancy. Um, but I also do want to learn, I kind of want to learn um, casting. Um, unfortunately, it's super, it's super expensive, the equipment to do it. To get started, it's, it's quite a, a lot of money. But um, I do want to get into casting so that when my hands don't work anymore, I can, I can do, you know, casting and just a little bit of finish work and still have a line of jewelry out there in the world somewhere. Right. And our final question here is just kind of, 
on a more general scale, is there anything else um, that you think is important for the audience listening to know, whether it's about your background, I know we touched a bit, a uh, little bit on future aspirations, just anything else in general that you think um, is important to share? Well, I, I think that it's important for people who have, who want to come, who want to do their art for a living, um, that it's in, they shouldn't give up. They should, they should try it because you don't know if it's going to work till you try it. And that's what I did. I always had a, I always had a full-time job and then a part-time job while I transitioned into doing my art for a living full-time. It's baby steps, but don't give up, be open-minded because that's how I got here. I, I pinch myself once a week. How did I get here? You know, like I built this, I'm able to do this and it's wonderful and it's so freeing. All right. And I think that's all the questions that we have for you today. Um, Kelly, thank you again for taking the time to speak with us. Awesome. Thank you so much.